Holy shit, they actually did it. They managed to blow this game to the pistons. <laughs> okay, uh, no intro today, because goddamn, we just watched a talk about a choke job, um, you know, blowing the game or collapse, however you want to say it. Wow, they actually managed to lose this game to the Pistons on the second night of a back-to-back, no less. Yeah, and we had a long break. I thought, you know, we're going to come up with a strong mindset, strong game. It didn't really feel that way most in most parts, especially during that fourth quarter, I'd say. Yeah, so you missed most of the game, so I'll recap most of the game. Uh, in the first quarter, it was a train wreck for the for the Kings. They they only trailed by they only trailed by five, but they shot thirty percent from the thirty percent from the field with zero threes. But they had a lot of free throws. I didn't write how many free throws they had, but the, that quarter was capped off by TD hitting the side of the backboard on a on a corner three. Like, that's how bad the quarter went. In the second quarter, they actually, you know, rebounded back pretty well. Like, they started hitting some shots. And this was an incredible stat to me. They had 29 free throws at 29 attempts uh, by the half, by the end of the half. And they made 22. Now, how? and this would actually continue. They would actually get a lot of free throws, like, throughout the game. In the, in the third quarter, both the Kings and the Pistons were in the penalty at 7.05. It was a free throw fest. Kings ended up with 44 free throws. However, they just could not, they just could not hit consistently. Um, they, they missed 13 free throws. They were 31 of 44 from the free throw line. Like, the, the Pistons only attempted 30, but they made 26. Like, the Kings... I I may, I said this to you during the game. The biggest priority. I'm I don't I don't care if they get Ben Simmons. I don't care if they get a star. Their first priority this this offseason: get guys that can hit free throws and get guys who box out and rebound. <sighs> yeah, especially the rebounding part too, because man, it's been recurring over and over and over. No one boxes out. They get re or the. You know the team gets rebounds and second chance uh, points right rack up against us, and they had uh, 24 second chance points to our 16. But I mean, those they, it was pretty key points. Those uh, key what you call it was that eight points. I can't do math right now. Yeah. Anyways, so that that killed us throughout the night the rebounding what was the rebounding battle let's see so 41 to 35 they were out rebound us by six rebounds and like kelly olina killed us on the boards and this was this was kind of where the game turned now at at the middle in the middle of the third quarter kings had control like just complete control of the game they look like they were going to start running away with it but in perfect kings fashion they don't go for the kill when they could and instead this is how it starts. Uh, Metu draws a foul, misses two free throws. On the next possession, Harrison Barnes draws a foul, misses two free throws. And in between those possessions, Pistons score, I believe, on both possessions. And the Kings start to get a little tight around the throat. They start just not, everyone stops moving. They rely on, uh, they basically rely on one-on-one -on -one basketball. Every now and then they would hit a shot. The quarter ends with the Pistons taking a two-point lead, but after leading, after the Kings lead, led by as much as 12. Things were looking bleak. Fourth quarter starts. 
Uh, this I'll, I'll just I'll just throw this in there, like just almost as a shot to Buddy. Unfortunately, Buddy takes a god awful contested three while I think they were down either two or four. I don't remember. And Alvin actually benches him. Holy shit! Like the next possession, like I look I look up expecting to see Buddy on the floor, and he's not on the floor anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that that was actually pretty big. Because guess what? TD was playing really well, and he would continue that game by just constantly hitting threes like davion contributed a little bit like he just he's the pistons for whatever reason just kept leaving it open and he managed to hit i think it was four or five threes this just this quarter or maybe like three or four i don't remember but he basically kind of like gave the kings a little separation and they looked like they were about to run away with it one thing i did notice dean fox did not really touch the ball during this stretch at all and i thought it was just a little weird but down the stretch like the king the king started to get a little tight around the throat one possession that stuck out to me like um davion like turns up the pressure against uh cory joseph i actually mentioned it's not the i wouldn't put davion on cory joseph because like you're kind of wasting davion's pressure but like he pressures the shit out of cory joseph where it looks like they're about to turn turn the ball over it gets to sadiq bay and sadiq bay just tosses a three up and it goes in at on, on the next possession Harris, uh, De'Aaron Fox attacks, passes to Terrence Davis, or somebody somebody in the left wing, who then passes to Harrison Barnes, who just drops the ball out of bounds in the corner. And that was when the route just started to happen. Kelly Olenek hits a three. I think uh, Corey Joseph hits a three. And in the, fi- in the second to final possession, Corey Joseph drives, bumps Davion, and hits an elbow jumper. Just kill, just destroys, just basically that was the game winner. And on the final possession, uh, Fox, I think, no, um, TD just tosses up a three. It ends up a jump ball that honestly should have been a foul, but with how Davion shoots free throws, might have been better that was a jump ball. They they somehow, win, well, they, they lose the jump ball, but the Pistons turn it over. And um, De'Aaron Fox drives at Isaiah Stewart, doesn't get a call, and the game ends. That's basically the recap of the game. The main thing I'll just say is the Kings just find a way. They just find a way. They look like they were about to, you know, run away with this one, but just could not help themselves and just keep putting themselves in the hole. Like they start relaxing a little bit. They do stupid ass turnovers and they just, they just, this this is bad. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, Man, it's just got awful. Like this is probably, I want to say one of the worst losses that we had, but it, we had so many great chances to just stay in the lead and be comfortable throughout. But I, I wouldn't want to say you know get too comfortable towards the end. But yeah, we had plenty of chances to win this game. I mean, we had a lot of guys you know ball out, just not so great on the re- rebounding and. Uh, free throw and sadly like you get 44 free throws and you only hit 31 again this is the what the kings's problem is like defense is prob somehow probably the third thing uh, on this list uh, of why they lost this game it was it was a 133 131 of loss like they they just did not play any real defense against the pistons they score they just didn't feel them and like that's the that's the problem. Like it starts with the rebounding. It starts with 
free throws. Like, I don't know why, what it is with the Kings. Like, you talk about a cloud of just, like, guys who just get crushed, like, when they come to Sacramento. I... I don't know what it is. Like they just, when you come to Sacramento, you just, you're not allowed to rebound. You're not allowed to box out and you're just not allowed to hit free throws. Harrison Barnes is an 80, is about an 80% free throw shooter. He, I mean, he went 11 for 14, but the, the ones he missed were just loomed so large for whatever reason. And then you just have the rest of the team that just cannot hit free throws to save their goddamn life. Chemezi Metsu went one for four. Davion Mitchell went over two. Like Rashawn Holmes went two for two for four. Like, what is going on with this team? I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we got those opportunities and sadly we couldn't hit. I mean, only thing, only good thing coming out of this game right now is you know, congrats on Terrence Davis having a career high. But other than that, I mean, what else can you take away really? Yeah, I mean, like, a wait, a, a, I don't want to say a wasted effort, but, like, team wasted Terrence's effort. Like, he had a great game. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. some of the shots he took was terrible, but, like, it's just one of those things where, like, you get a, you get a career night from one of your role players. You get a really good game from De'Aaron. Like, he, I mean, he, he had a really good game, like, 7 of 8 from free throw line. And But you just waste it by just doing stupid shit. Again, that turnover from Harrison Barnes in the quarter. I love Harrison Barnes. I think he gets an unfair rap because I I honestly think Twitter, people on Twitter don't like defense. They don't like guys who just are solid players. And like that, this game, like a lot of it looms on him, like four for 10, like that's the other thing. He needs more shots. He should not have one more shot than Marvin Bagley. Like it's just one of those things where like he needs to be aggressive and just, I don't know, fix his free throws? It's just, fe- I mean, he had 11 for 14. I think he was fine for the most part, but like, what's going on? Like, the, the throat gets a little tight and every and it, it's almost contagious. It becomes like a disease that just spreads throughout like the team. Like, what happened in that final play? You just drop the ball out of bounds. It just, it sticks in my mind. Yeah, it's interesting because we, we were thinking like, wow, Harrison Barnes is going to have a great season because beginning of the season, he, he was pretty, he was going off. He was, he was like, literally. To be, fair, to be fair, I think I was one of those guys. You might have to go back and check. I said this mm-hmm. wasn't going to last, so. I see. Uh, I don't remember, but, you know, yeah, he was, he was doing real well in the beginning of the season and we just had a big swamp, just probably one of the biggest schlumps in uh, Harrison Barnes' career, to be honest, because he's not really showing off uh, as much as, or especially consistently, as much as I would like. Uses invented a new word, schlump. Schlump. Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, it's just not. It's just not who he is. I mean, he's a he's a role player, and it's one of those things where, like, that's why I'm, I'm not saying I want gone from this team. That's why I think like a Tobias, even though like the salaries are. I mean, even though Tobias' salary is atrocious, like I would want to trade Barnes for uh, Tobias just because at least, in my, at least, like my impression of Tobias, he'll hunt for his shot. Harrison Barnes just doesn't, and it's it's just confusing why. Like he's a much better player than what he shows sometimes, and it's just, and again, that that turnover just sticks out in my mind so much. And again, like in the third quarter when the Kings looked like they were starting to choke this game away that where they ultimately gave up the lead like in the third quarter he missed two free throws and it's like 
this a lot of this game kind of keyed on him just making bad plays, unfortunately. And I, I don't want to harp on him as much as I, I am. He did have a pretty decent game, but those plays loomed large on this game. Yeah, I mean, we're we're just gonna have to deal with it, and you know, hopefully, as I always say. The next game will be better and i don't know about that because we're gonna be playing against the bucks on saturday it's gonna frustrate me when it's a close game and they ultimately lose it's kind of like where the hell was his energy like you, <laughs> like you come out scoring 20 you you shoot 30 percent from the field against the pistons in the first quarter like where is this flatness coming from like it's just it's so many games and i, I don't so like i mean this is what this team is like i don't like I'll, I'll I'll say this as a summary for this team during the season. It, their issue is not playing is not that they suck against bad teams. They suck or they suck against good teams. It's that they suck against bad teams for whatever reason. And it's been a thing for years. Like Jason Jones was just talking about like how back in the days when IT used to say, "Oh, we underestimated this team." Like who the hell are you to underestimate the team first of all? And like how is it actually like transferred to now? Like you're talking about the IT days, like they were saying, oh, we underestimated this team. And then now I'm pretty sure like somebody wants to say we underestimated this team. Like, who the fuck are you? You're 18 and 29. You're you're, you're heading to the lottery. Like, you know, uh, you know, even if a trade happens, I don't know if like a trade can save you guys. Like you guys are fucking pathetic out there. You, lo- you let the fucking Pistons score 133 on a second night of a back to back after Kay Cunningham files out no less it's like what are what the fuck are you guys doing out there uh, yeah I really don't have any more comments about this I mean Detroit really balled out they hit many threes over us uh under that yeah we just we couldn't we couldn't capitalize at all uh, I think they might have finally broke me like it's just so many so many times I've been so optimistic about them. Oh, they could have done this one thing. Maybe they're just unlucky that the Pistons hit so many threes. And they're on a second night of a back-to-back. Like, Sadiq Bey is lighting your ass up. Why is he open? Just why? Kelly Olenek's been hitting shots. Like, you know, actually it was only two for seven. But those two those two threes, they, they were huge. And it's it, I don't get it. It's like, why do you keep leaving guys open? I know the game plan, like, as James Ham said, is to actually pack the paint. But after a while, you got to say, like, you know, you got to say, like, oh, we got to probably, we should probably stop Sadiq Bay. He kills us every time. And, like, you know, you might want to guard him up a little closer. Just a thought. Mm-hmm. And also rebound. I mean, that's probably not going to be fixed for a long time. Yeah, and, you know, I don't think that issue is fixable. And I hate to say that, say this, but I don't think it's fixable as long as you have Halliburton and Fox on the same team. They don't mm-hmm. box out. Even like even with Davion, I don't think he. I don't notice him boxing out much either. Like I just think it's going to be a perpetual problem. Now if you now if you get rid of guys like Buddy, who by the way, Buddy was terrible this game. Like gr- like the stats that stand out, of course, is over two. But those two threes were terrible, and there was a defensive possession where he fell. He took a nap on the court. I don't know what the hell happened. He just let his guy cut back door, and he was nowhere near the play. Like was just terrible. And then there were there were a noticeable amount of plays where Kelly Olynyk got the rebound, and Buddy is actually in the area, but has no inclination no instinct to even remotely 
even look in the, in the direction to box out. Just run, just kind of puts his hand on him, and Kelly Olynyk gets the rebound. Like, I think this team will not rebound until you can probably swap out. Either you can get like De'Aaron to like change his mentality, and you know, Lord knows, like if you put him on a winning team, like he just might do that. Like I, I imagine a lot of this, like a lot of these issues I bring about De'Aaron, like they're they're fixable once you put a winning situation around him. Look, like the example I like to use is Devin Booker. I'm pretty sure before Chris Paul got there, you could have easily said a lot of these things about Devin Booker. So that would be that would be the hope. But you know, just judging from like what they've done, like why would I why would I put hope in that they're going to be able to do this? Like it's it's not going to get fixed anytime soon. You're probably going to look to next year, and it's just this is deflating. Like you lose to the fucking Pistons, and like even if you make a trade, let's just say you get Ben Simmons, we'll get to that later. But like even you make a trade for Ben Simmons doesn't fix everything. And, like, I don't even know if Ben Simmons can get you to the play-in anymore if you're this deep in a hole. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just too bad, I guess. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a loss of words because this is this is happening way too much. And at this point, it's like I'm waiting for something in the trade or something, something to happen, something, something. It's probably not happening anytime soon. I'll just I'll squash that I, hope right now. But I, um, I mean, I, I think this team has broken me. But, you know, I think I'll recover. And I'll have to cover this team anyways. Um, it's, it's just how life is sometimes. But one of these days, one of these days, they'll be good. But it's just it just isn't now. But anyways, let, let's let's talk about trades. Um, let's start with this. So there's been a lot of trade um, talked, especially today. But I'll start here. Let's start with a uh, Chris Haynes. Chris Haynes did a uh, interview with Deuce and Mo, and this, uh, he you know he said a lot of things, but these are the most interesting things I think he mentioned. So James Harden or James Harden, 76ers <laughs> are willing to wait for the summer for a better deal, uh, and apparently they want a bona fide star. And, you know, De'Aaron, as you know, as good as he's been, you know, he's not led this Kings team to success. Whether you want to blame that on him or not, up to you. But he is. But he in the Sixers eyes and honestly, in the eyes of many, is not a bona fide star. So they are waiting for the summer for a better deal, a.k.a. James Harden, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal. Uh, oh, that's just wonderful. I mean, I thought they were going to make some pushes, you know, by the trade deadline, you know. I thought they were going to make a push for uh, probably deeper into the playoffs. Who? Who? 76ers? Yeah. I mean, I guess, but, like, and Darren Moore is actually willing to stay pat. So, I mean, I just I just hope all three of these guys sign extensions and just throw the, you know, the virtual middle finger at Daryl Morey for his star hunting <laughs> bullshit. And honestly, again, you have a piece that theoretically could, you know, bring you a star, but like you, the other team's got to want that star. Now, of course, Brooklyn, now that's interesting. I wouldn't hold out hope for James Harden. And honestly, I don't think James Harden gets it done anyways because James Harden's declining. He's not been great. Th- he's not been great this year, and I think it's only going to get worse. Mm. So. I'm not even sure. Granted, Dame's really not that guy either. Like he's been pretty bad this year. Like if you can, if you want to talk yourself to Bradley Beal, maybe. But like 
I don't think he's moving. So I want all these guys to sign extensions and, you know, just put a passive aggressive ass message to tell Daryl Morey to to very much go fuck himself. Because this is ridiculous. Like, actually holding Ben Simmons hostage the way they have, like, it's just, like, I can't believe they've actually done this all the way. Granted, Ben Simmons should not be absolved of all his, of all the blame either. Like, he's not been great. Like, you know, best, you know, if he could just suck it up and just play for them, like, that would actually make things a little better. But such is life sometimes. Yeah. But I don't know. If he does play in Philly, uh, I think there'd be... <laughs> I think there'll be something going on there in the, when they play at home. Look, I mean, that's kind of why, like, you know, if you want to put, like, Ben Simmons in the soft category, you definitely have a lot of evidence to. Because guess what? Jimmy Butler would do th- would do this shit, and he would love it. <laughs> like, that, like, that is a guy that wants to smoke. Ben Simmons does not want that smoke. And it's kind of one of those things where you just, like, eh, he's a bit soft. He's not really, like you know, a leader, he seems a little lazy. That's why you can like, ha- you can, you know, bring up these character concerns with him. And that's why a lot of teams are hesitant to trade for him. Ah, man. Yeah. Only if they get over with, but so far, not many like major talks, like deep, uh, like deep into the conversation of uh, like who to trade for, or what to uh, acquire just for Ben. I mean, I, I don't, honestly, I don't know. Like, it's just, I, I don't know what to say about that. I'm honestly, I want to, I want a trade to happen. Of course, I want him on this team, but I just want the trade talks to stop. Because no, nothing's happening. You don't really learn anything new in these, like, in these, like, at new reports. It's just, well, honestly, it just feels like a bunch of shit that Daryl Morey's throwing out there to try and get himself a better deal. And whether it works or not is, you know, we, we have to wait to see. Yeah, it's just all I see are these rumors on all these news sites, and sadly, yeah, not, not really many uh, trades going down. Um, I only remember the last trade uh, the NBA has done. Uh, there was oh. a three-way deal with uh, oh. I think Denver. I think yeah. Brent Forbes would go to Denver. I don't remember the details of it, but something happened. Yeah, that's Granted, small thing. stuff, and you know the Cam Reddish stuff. Sure. Like internet seems to be in love with him. I don't. I don't know. I I actually like him just because he's a wing and he's a lot of potential. But yeah, not not much to happen because a lot of people, a lot of teams are waiting for the Ben Simmons domino to fall because they don't want to put them. They don't want to like throw themselves out of the race. Is basically mm-hmm. why. So it's like this is why Daryl Morey is a is you know a bona fide fucking asshole for doing this. <sighs> Man, yep. Let's see, but let's see. So it's by. It's, it's still. I want to say away. February 13th. February 13th. I think is the day. It, it feels like time is just going so slow, especially with uh, this uh, talk, because it, it seems like we mention it almost every single time we get on here. I mean, like I honestly, I mean, days going by pretty quick for me. If you're on social media a lot, it'll go, it'll go by slow for you. But yeah, like I mean, it's going by pretty quick for me because honestly, like. A lot of this is just bullshit. <laughs> I just kind of laugh at it when people say like, man, I, man, like I need a Ben Simmons trade to go down so I don't get stressed. I'm like, why are you stressed? Go find something to do. Like, Twitter is not real life. <laughs> like just get mm-hmm. off of it. It's not that hard. But you, you know, so, so some people are just built uh, built differently. Mm-hmm. Say. Um, the next note I have is that 
uh, for, from Chris Haynes is that if Fox is traded to the 76ers, apparently the Sixers don't really want him, and they would actually would like to reroute him to a third team. Oh, Fox? Really? Yes. Ah. I wonder... I mean, it could be multiple possibilities, but what will we get from that? <laughs> Just Ben and possibly Tobias and who else? I don't know, whoever, whatever. Probably, yeah. Uh, man, yeah, that that's too many possibilities, but uh, who... I wonder what who or where would Fox fit in, or what I'm, team would want Fox? I mean, it, it's it's useless to speculate. That's why I don't even bother. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think it, it's a. I mean, they have Tyrese Maxey, who functionally does the same thing that Fox does. And yeah. you know, if you if you want to say like, sure, probably does it even better than Fox because he can shoot. Like, they don't really need a Fox. That's why the the deal has always been tricky to do if you're the Kings. And that's probably why a trade probably ends up not happening with the Kings because they don't really have that much that we... Well, the, the problem is Daryl wants a star. And we don't have a star that's not Fox. Like, Fox is our biggest, like, quote-unquote star. And it's a star that they don't really want or need. And, you know, the only hope is that, you know, they want to get rid of Tobias and they want and that they take like you know role players back in exchange for Ben mm. <sighs> well I guess we'll have to see and wait because yeah like you said we can't really speculate just gotta see to believe when it have to, when it does come down one of these days, I'm gonna learn how to get a sound, how to like operate a soundboard, and just play that instead I, of having you actually waste time saying that. But okay. I know. <laughs> a- anyways, uh, next thing is uh, Chris Haynes says, you know, there's been talk about like maybe Simmons wouldn't like it here in Sacramento. Maybe he'll just like check out or help. You know, worst case scenario, he doesn't play for us, even if he gets traded here. Oh my gosh. But Chris Haynes believes that uh, Ben Simmons, when he, if he does come to Sacramento. Like, he's willing to embrace it. Like, he just wants a fresh start, you know, just away from Philly. I mean, yeah. What else are you going to do? Wait another whole season for us to do something? Trade him back somewhere else for an even lesser deal? Possibly. Like, you know, like, until... I mean, when we traded for Weber, like, he he did not want to play for us famously. And it yeah. wasn't until we trade we traded away, or we traded for, like, Vlade, and I think Peja just came, and then, you know, you got Jason Williams. Like, that was what convinced him to, you know, that this might be a viable situation. He was waiting to get traded to the Lakers, actually. Mm-hmm. But the deal never happened, and Petrie just told him to, yeah, you're going to play for us. So, <laughs> you know, like... there will have to be moves uh, that have to be made but you know to convince Ben Simmons but like you know again Ben's like Sacramento is a perfect destination for him in terms of just like you know basketball because this this franchise is desperate for just anything and if Ben Simmons can get us to the playoffs we would be so happy for him at least for a few years it it might get old real quick but like if he gets us the playoffs gets us any form of success I mean, we we would revere him here, and you know it would be the exact opposite of the Philly situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. Well, let, 
let's see if if he does request a trade if he does come here where's where he even gonna get end up is he trying to end up in a team that he wants to be in because he can't really control that well if you're trying to say like you know he can't be traded anyone can get traded i said i said this about russell westbrook i said this about john wall <laughs> like you know they he can be traded and we can reroute him to another place that's fine and honestly, we might actually end up getting something better for him than what the Sixers are going to get because hopefully the last memory of him is not him passing up a dunk in Game 7. Like, unfortunately, that's the reality of things. A lot of people remember him passing up that dunk. And, then, and yeah, like, that's the last memory that a lot of people have of, um, of Ben Simmons. And it's lowered his trade value. It's Like, um, James Ham uses the analogy of, like, the house... Like, if you want, like, you think you have a $2 million house, but, you know, if you're, if no one is willing to pay you more than $7,500 for it or $750,000 for it, then you have a $750 house. And I just, and I'll add to that is that it, you have a $2 million house where someone died in it. Like, that, that's, that's what Ben Simmons is. Like, there, there's a stench around him and no one is willing to pay you jack shit for him right now. So you might have to come to a realization that, you know, or Daryl Boy is going to have to come to a realization that he probably is already in the back of his head. This guy ain't getting me shit for probably. Like, yeah. you're holding out for James Harden. I get it. Sure. Like, you know, but I don't I don't think that would be even enough. You might you might need more to you know, land someone. So, you know, I'm just saying, like, you, you might want to just get this over with and just, you know, take this cloud off of your team. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure Joel's waiting. He he needs someone next to him to you know. He, he has said to reporters that he's not worried about the Ben Simmons thing, and <sighs> maybe that's posturing. We don't know what it's like behind the scenes, but you know, nothing coming from Joel so far. Mm. Um, next thing, uh, so next thing I thought was interesting. Haynes said that Ben has been working out and should be ready to play, but probably will need a little bit extra conditioning because you know playing an NBA basketball game, you do need to you do need a certain level of conditioning for it. But he should be ready pretty quickly. Is the uh, impression that I got from Chris Haynes? Mm, I see. Well, this uh, amount of time off, uh, you think he developed something? <laughs> Maybe no. in that shooting form? No. Well, here's the thing. I don't really want him to shoot anyways. Like, I always kind of said, like, I mean, this was before Lonzo blew up. I'm like, but I'm, like, thinking, I mean, even if he shoots, he's just Lonzo Ball. Like, nobody's going to guard him out there. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, like, he could develop a floater, like something maybe from the mid-range area. Like, that wouldn't be bad. But, like, you know, Philly fans obsessing him, like, shooting threes. Like, I always thought no one in their right mind is guarding him out there. So why bother? Like, the, the issue is he, is that he doesn't he doesn't want to go to free throw line. That's my issue with him. Like, that's what happened in that Hawks series. He straight up just stopped attacking because he was afraid to shoot free throws. <laughs> oh, man. So he needs to get whatever his mental issues like, you know, him him pulling this mental health card. Like it's always been a bit icky for me, but I ho- I do hope he fixed like his mental issues. Like I can't have you not attacking. Like I can't have you passing up dunks because you're afraid to shoot free throws. I hope that he's at least improved on that end. Well, I mean, he's he's been out for how long now? I mean, shoot, I'm I'm hoping so too because. 
if we get him and he's not if or if he's you know the same band eh, i don't know i just don't know i mean like you you just hope that he does like come have a come to jesus moment at some point like i mean there's no real evidence saying that he'll ever change because he like he's not had a good history of like good like having a great work ethic per se Mm. like i just honestly like if if you were to put a gun to my head and like force me to put money on it i would say he has not improved at all but like (laughs) what but what he brings is something that the kings need he he brings rebounding now he boxes out a little bit i don't know if he boxes out a lot but like he does he does bring defense and rebounding doesn't bring the free throw shooting but like you know that that brings he brings a lot to the table that the kings need now trading fox for him i'm not willing to do that i think Mm -hmm. that just opens up a whole other can of worms yeah i mean hopefully daryl will accept something less but if you if he's thinking about waiting till summer then yeah he's he's not there's there's probably nothing good to be getting done then yeah, bro. Well, we'll see. I mean, like, it's not the worst idea to wait for James Harden. I'm just, I just can't believe they're actually willing to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a long stretch. Let's just say. Um, another thing I want to quickly talk about. Uh, according to Jason Anderson, Kings have shown interest in uh, Jeremy Grant, who did not play tonight. Um, I believe they said they want two draft picks for him. Huh. I'm not giving that for Jimmy Grant. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Maybe one. <laughs> Maybe I mean, even one. I mean, like that's the thing. Like, what would we be giving up? Would we just be just giving up, say, Buddy Hill? Like, if you're telling me you got, I got to give up Harrison Barnes and like two draft picks, I'm like, oh, no, no, yeah. because I want, I, I want, I would love Jeremy Grant on this team, but like. It, it depends on what you trade for him, and if you're trading anyone substantial, like that probably makes the team a little bit worse. Like, cause he's not really a game changer. He's a he's a complimentary piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah oh, man. So wait, did he not play today due to injury or what? what uh, was I believe he, out he has for? a I believe he has a wrist um, injury. I don't uh, remember. It was something he was going to be out for a while. I see. I thought it'd be like a quick sign and trade if uh, something did go down, but uh, no, two draft picks, yeah, not not for him, sadly. Yeah, I, I, that's why I'm kind of out on like he wore, he helps a winning team. I don't think he helps a team like the Kings. It's, hmm. Like unless you're actually able to like not have to give up anything. If you're just giving up draft picks, maybe I'll think about it. But hmm. you still have to do some salary matching, and maybe you can give up like Mo Harkless or something like that. And like uh, Alex Len, I'm okay with that. But like anything substantial, like a Harrison Barnes, I d- I don't know. Yeah, uh, man. Well, uh, I don't even want to say the words. Like <laughs> you already know. Yeah, I don't have a soundboard, so I think I already know what you're gonna say. But anyways, let, let's move on. Uh, okay, so the next thing I want to quickly talk about. So this is from Sam Amick. So apparently, if the Simmons thing doesn't work out, I mean, trading for Simmons, Kings are reportedly going to go after Sabonis. Okay. Everyone's favorite player, I guess. And also, um, Carmichael Dave ran a poll on Twitter of, like, who would you rather want, Ben Simmons or Sabonis? 
Like, which one would you pick? I would say Ben Simmons. It was a 50-50 split. Really? How many people actually voted? A lot. No, Well, I don't have the exact number. It was oh, a lot okay. of people. And it's just like, it does blow my mind. Why do people like Sabonis so much? Like, he's good, but he doesn't. I mean, granted, he helps the Kings get to a certain level, which is like, you know, hopefully playoffs. But like, his team, I mean, he's not getting the Indiana Pacers to the playoffs, so why would you think he would get us to the playoffs? You know, just, just asking a question there. Yeah, I uh, mean, I mean, who who do we even trade for him, to be honest? So that's what I'm going to get to. So Jason Anderson did report Kings are willing, quote unquote, to discuss Fox in a Sabonis trade. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't even do it for Ben Simmons. I'm sure as hell not doing it for Sabonis. Mm-hmm. You, you want you want him next to Fox. Yeah. Wait. So one on one. Something probably something built around that. They probably yeah. give us something extra um, if we're given a box. No. Wait. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's not even a dot. Um. However, this was so. This was about an hour after uh, Jason Anderson reported that Kings were willing to discuss Fox and as a bonus trade. King uh, Shams reported Kings are not trading Fox or Halliburton because they want to center. They want to build a team around them. Oh, what do you know? Okay. You, you can't see me right now. I'm shrugging. Just, basically, this this is the season of smokescreen bullshit just being thrown out in the media. So honestly, this is kind of why I recommend a lot of people just turn off Twitter for the time being. Don't don't go on it that much because there's going to be a lot of bullshit co- coming out, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... Uh, there's going to be a lot of just posturing in the media there's probably just random reports popping up but by good sources mind you like i don't honestly know who to believe on this one anderson's a good journalist shams is a very well respected uh journalist in the field like they're probably being told this by the same people they're probably just doing this on purpose to kind of throw people off their trail so like yeah again I don't know what to think. I hope that Fox and uh, Halliburton are, are, you know, close to untouchable because I don't want to break up that that duel. And I do. I would love to build around them. But, you know, you know, if, if a trade is right, let's just say if it does include a Jalen Brown or Pascal Siakam, I'm willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm, yeah, hopefully it's more for the quicks because so far nothing has happened and if it to be honest if if that fox and sabonis trade did happen i'm pretty sure indiana would say it definitely yes mm, we'll, we'll see <laughs> i don't know who was <laughs> on the table and I, like they're apparently they're asking a lot for him and they're probably going to calm down they're probably going to calm down once the trade uh once the trade deadline comes a little closer and uh james ham brought up a really funny point they're probably gonna like say you're they're probably gonna start like getting close to a deal and instead of getting some bonus they're gonna say how about you trade us that for miles turner oh gosh <laughs> at that point i'm just what? like okay bye and just hang up right away why not just package them together and make stuff happen i guess I don't well know. you know if you're they don't want to go into a full tank mode and like they want to keep at least one of them mm. And apparently, if you didn't if you didn't hear, apparently, uh, um, Miles Turner has a stress fracture on his foot. Oh, 
that's a thing. Oh. Okay, maybe not this trade. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe honestly, I, like if the deal is right, I like maybe give up one draft pick for him. I'm okay with giving up a a draft pick for him. If you want to put protections on it, fine. Like, you can probably unprotect it, honestly. But like, you know, if you can make a Ben Simmons trade, like you make a Miles Turner trade after you've made some moves already. Mm-hmm. That that's what I'll say. I like I love Miles Turner. I think the theory of him really works. I don't know if in practicality it does, but like, you know, a shot blocker that can also shoot threes, like that's way more intriguing to me than what Sabonis is. I, I, ne- I never truly understood the Sabonis thing. Yeah, I, yeah, to be honest, I don't know either, but he always plays well against us, I guess. That's all I could say about him. <laughs> Okay, last few things. Uh, so Sam Amick uh, reported that the Kings are not interested in taking back Tobias Harris in, in a deal for uh, Ben Simmons. <sighs> oh, great. Now, this is where it gets very schizophrenic, and I'm talking about the smoke screens and all that. You know, there's just going to be bullshit popping up. So apparently Keith Pompey, uh, he is the – I forgot what he did. He, he reported something earlier in the year about the Kings. Uh, he, he works for the Philadelphia Inquirer. He's in, in Philly. Mm-hmm. But he reported that the Kings offered Halliburton, Buddy Heal, and Harrison Barnes, and two picks for Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, and Matisse Thybul. And the Sixers said no. <laughs> of course they did. Of course. Oh, man. So that's what I mean by like, there's this just, there's basically, you know, conflicting reports. And this is probably just a smokescreen thrown out there by Daryl Morey that says like, oh, that this is, this deal is not enough to get it done. You better up your deal. But at least on Twitter, a lot of people were ridiculing Daryl Morey for this. Like you get Halliburton, Halliburton and two Kings picks for Harris, Simmons and Doc. Although I will say like, I would, I would keep, I would try my best to keep Thibault if I were the Sixers because, granted, like you didn't need him this year, but like you, you do lose a lot of defense with Simmons, and a lot of that is made up for by Thibault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you might want to keep him around, but like, honestly, like I don't love this deal because it does include Halliburton, and I hope that this wasn't actually offered. Yeah, let's hope so because I. Halburn, yeah, right now is untouchable for, I mean, in our eyes. I don't know about uh, Monty, but uh, yeah, uh, man. He, he probably, tr- I don't know, would Monty, sorry, not Monty, would Daryl try offering Harrison, Ben Simmons, and take out Fiebel for that package, you think? If he does that, I'm not including Halliburton. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the catch. And like, then again, like, you think back, like, he, Daryl wants a star and you know unless you really believe in Harrison Barnes like because Buddy ain't a star <laughs> like no. Barnes ain't a star no. and honestly that's a pretty mediocre return like the the reason why I want Tobias Harris like I really do believe if you attach Tobias Harris to Ben Simmons that lowers the pack the total value of the package mm-hmm. like that that lowers the asking price and that's why I would love Tobias on this team or like why I would want to trade for him. But like, I don't know if they see it that way. And that's why I ultimately, I don't think a Ben Simmons to the Kings trade is getting done. 
unless Daryl Morey is willing to stop tripping. Yeah, and like you, like you said before, if he waits till summer and does all this, then you know, also trades aren't gonna really happen. It's it's just gonna be all fluctuated. And uh, man, just I want to see a major trade go down, and nothing has happened. And it's been quite a while now since uh, you know the beginning of uh, trades started to happen. Yeah, um, it's again this Ben Simmons domino is waiting to fall because like the like the Timberwolves are waiting in the wings as well. Like the Hawks are waiting in the wings for something. Once this Ben Simmons things kind of figures itself out, and it, it might not even during the trade deadline, nothing substantial will happen. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to kind of like I, I said that I was not like high on Christian Wood, but if the consolation prize ends up being somehow us getting Christian Wood, that wouldn't be the worst thing. You 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 probably want a bigger move than that, but like yeah, you know at that point like if if the Simmons isn't happening, like you have to look for an alternative somehow, and I don't know if it's out there because Cam Reddish is off the table now. So yeah, I mean there there has to be a lot of possibilities somewhere out there. It's just we, this team really does need a work over. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I'm reading some quotes, although there's a lot of Lakers quotes apparently right now. Um, apparently, uh, Frank Vogel not playing Russell Westbrook. Isn't that a good thing? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, politically, no. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's going to be rough. Um, and there was a report saying that uh, he was going to get fired after the Jazz game if had they lost that game. Um, but you know, like Stanley Johnson. Saved, saved, saved Frank Vogel's job. Um, I watched that game, and it's like they were saying, like, man, the Lakers play some good defense. No, they did. Jazz just missed shots, but that's just me. But, anyways, back to the Kings. Yeah, until this uh, Ben Simmons thing figures itself out, it's it, nothing's really gonna happen, and uh, it's gonna be pretty sad because I I would really love for Ben Simmons to be on this team. And honestly, if the if the Kings don't make a don't make a Ben Simmons or so, you know, God forbid, it's a bonus move. Like, just just tank the season. It, it's it's about time. Mm-hmm. Ah, man, in all high hopes, and we're gonna end up with the pretty much the worst playoff drought in NBA history now. I guess. You know what? Like, maybe this is the like the perfect the um I guess absolute sign that I'm broken. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I mean, it's it's the reality at this point. Yeah, I mean, we never tasted anything related to playoffs, so. Well, that's not the point. It's just like at this point, I'm just like, you know what? Just take just take the L, just take the L for the season. Just I'll finally pull the trigger on a tank. Ah oh, man, at this point, let's see what what are we standing on right now? Are we 13th? No, we're yeah. still 11. Yeah, so like we're there. I mean, granted, the, the Blazers lost tonight. We could have been what? We I think we're one and a half games behind the Blazers right now. So like we could have been like a half game behind. But Kings gonna Kings. Um, so I mean, like even if you make the ten seed, if you don't make a big move, like I don't want this team to make the play. I want. I actually just want a, a, a better pick, honestly. Like if that's the case. Like, you make the 10 seed, you're probably getting waxed by whoever the 9 seed is. And, you know, God forbid you somehow make the, was it the, the second playing game? Like, 
Be like, is that worth it? <laughs> You're probably getting waxed by whoever that team is. And right now, what, what, what would that team be? Let me check the standing. But you probably end up getting waxed by what the the Clippers or like the Lakers. Granted, if we face the Lakers, that's actually pretty sweet. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a pretty interesting play-in tournament. And, uh, let's see, we're currently eighth worst. If I'm going off by this uh, standings chart, you know what? Let me go on Tankathon. I mean, it's a little early, but might as well. <laughs> Let me check. Yeah. Uh, we will be eighth. Yeah, you're correct. Okay. Let's see if we if we do tank or start taking probably like what by end of the trade deadline, we'll probably end up what hopefully fifth worse. I'm looking at the amount of games back. We're not that far off from New Orleans. Yeah, we're actually not that far off. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's very. Besides, you know, Orlando, maybe. Orlando, Detroit, that's about it. Orlando and Detroit are pretty, uh, a little too far out at the moment. So I'm checking the state. Yeah, we're, yeah, there's no way we're ca- catching um, Orlando. And, you know, we just helped our case by, you know, not beating the Detroit Pistons. So maybe, maybe like five and a half games. Like that's makeable, I guess. But <laughs> you know what? Yeah, again, it's time. Like I've looked at Jabari Smith. I've looked at Chet Holmgren. I've look, looked at, uh, was it Paolo Benichiro? Like, they're good players. Like, they're interesting prospects. Like, you know, it, it wouldn't be the worst thing. And not, and again, like it is time. Like this mm-hmm. core has run its course, you know, trade away like the supporting pieces, just build around the two main guys and, you know, see what you get. Yep, just waiting on that, Monty. Yeah. Yep, uh, unfortunately, a depressing end because of a very depressing watch of the Pistons game. Uh, I mean, like, again, I'm broken right now and probably will heal back by the Bucks game, but then, like, you know, at that point, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're losing that game. So, <laughs> you know, like, it is what it is. And, like, you know, I just want better for my damn team. Like, I don't ask for much. I just want a little better. Yeah, I mean, someday we'll get that feeling back. Maybe not this season. I'm hoping this season. We'll have to see. Put that on the soundboard. But yeah, I mean, shoot, it's it's uh, it's uh, this is probably one of the toughest um, seasons we watched. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I will say coming in probably because I was expecting this team to be good. And again, mm-hmm. had they just beat the shit teams. They're in a very different position. Like, you you win this game. Like, you win against the Charlotte game where De'Aaron misses the two free throws. You you know, you don't blow the first game to the Spurs. Like, you're in a very different position. Mm-hmm. Like, I just named three. I just named three games. There are a lot more games like this where you, you, you're right there. Like, the Indiana game, for example. You know, the... There, there are a lot of games like this where you don't blow it against these bad teams. Remember that road trip that we went one and three on? Like, you go three and one. That's a very different road trip. Yeah. Like, you don't blow it against OKC. And, you know, again, it's a very different team. It's just this team can't help itself, but always, quote unquote, underestimate the other team and say, like, oh, we going to get this one. Like, we're going to get right against the Detroit Pistons. No, you, you're no, you're the you're the get right team. Like you're, 
you know, you're tra- you're the trash team that everyone circles on their on their uh, t- on their calendar, saying like this is the game we're gonna go off on. <sighs> yeah, well, mentality wise, that'll probably never change, sadly. And uh, you know, our mentalities are hopefully staying intact because we'll be watching the Kings until the end of the season and the next and the next. Yeah, I, no, I imagine I can do, I can keep doing this, but you know, I, I did just recently start as a fan, and you know, they've already knocked the optimism out of me, and they've already kind of broken me. So I don't know. Hopefully, I can keep, I can keep going on with this. You know, I don't, I don't plan on stopping, but you know, things can change, and when you have a loss like this, this is a pretty big change. Yeah, uh, don't you worry. We're not, we're probably not the worst in terms of uh, fan base or organizations around all of the sports so i guess there's that but it's just that it's sadly this is our local team i mean like you know the knicks are actually decent right now but De- james dolan's always creeping like you mm. know we're just waiting for something to happen in minnesota like mate like they're good right now but at the same time can do you trust them to keep like doing this i don't know but you know like right now, we're the, we're easily the worst organization and easily probably the mo- the bleakest of situations right now. Mm-hmm. Oh Where, yeah. You know, you're not you're not bad enough to get you know the like the number one pick, and you're not good enough to even make the play in. Yeah, we're in that uh, purgatory stage right now, or we've been for quite a while. So, yeah, hopefully stuff gets done, and we'll either you know get out that purgatory yeah purgatory stage of winning more or yeah tanking okay well with that um with that you know flat note uh let's uh end this episode uh kings loose to the goddamn detroit pistons the second worst team in the league and uh yeah it's a it's a it's a bad day i was about to say it's a new day yes it is but today is a bad day. Yeah, well, we'll catch you guys on Saturday when we watch uh, the Kings go against the Bucks. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys later. Uh, hopefully that game ends before UFC starts. I'm actually really hyped for Ooh. UFC. Ooh, what is UFC this week? Um, It is Nagano versus, uh, I forgot the other guy's name. Gane, I think is his name. Mm. It, it should be a good show. Oh, okay. It's on Saturday. Uh, it's on Saturday. And nice. what? And yes, it, it will. The game will end before that. Um. Well, before the main event starts. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. I'm hoping that was planned because I, I don't think I've seen a four o'clock game before. Okay. Well. Um. That's it for us for this episode. Uh. We'll see you guys hopefully on Saturday. But I don't know if we'll record right away because, again, the UFC is happening. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys later.